Welcome to GLF Live, a podcast from the Global Landscapes Forum. Today, the 8th of March, is International Women's Day. And just yesterday, we hosted one of the world's largest conferences on sustainable finance in the Global South. So in this episode, we're tying these two crucially important themes together and exploring how sustainable finance can benefit rural women who have a massive role to play in solving climate change, poverty, and food insecurity in many of the world's poorer countries. We'll be speaking with the creators of the world's first framework to measure and monetize women's empowerment, known as the W standard. And now I'll hand you over to our host for today's episode, Ida Awiti. Hello everyone and welcome to this day's GLF Live. Uh, it's a great uh, live that we are joining here with, very, with Hannah Simmons and Janet Gurung. And we are looking forward to you as our viewers being able to participate in this day. And just a quick introduction to our who, who are joining us today. We have Janet, she's the founder and executive director at Wokan, Women Organizing for Change in Agriculture and Natural Resource Management. Wokan is a global network to support advocacy and capacity building for gender mainstreaming women's leadership and women empowerment within the agriculture and natural resource management sectors. Whereas we have Hannah Simmons, she's the founder and CEO of Ecosystem Regeneration Associates, uh, shortly known as ERA, a female-driven carbon project developer based in Brazil and is also known for her pioneering conservation work in the Cerrado Biome. So, over to you, and I would like you, please, to continue introducing yourselves, please. Can you, Janet and Hannah, thank you for joining us. Janet, can you give us some background on Wokan? On Wokan? Yes, thank you very much, Ida. Um, so as mentioned, Wokan is a women-led global network. We have about 1,450 members in about 118 countries. All of the members have expertise in agriculture, natural resource management, with varying levels of expertise and interest in gender. Um, we, our purpose to is, is to advance women's empowerment and collective action to tackle climate change, poverty, food insecurity, uh, and to create the enabling environments for that to happen. So we have about 25 core associates, trainers, W plus standard experts in Africa, Latin America, and Asia that provide climate and gender services for gender training, gender assessment, gender action plan development, and technical assistance for the W plus standard. The W plus standard, which is primarily what we'll be discussing here today, is something that is owned, designed and owned by Wokan. Um, it is the first globally recognized framework that measures, certifies, and monetizes women's empowerment using a market-based payment for results approach. It was established by us in 2014 and designed in a way that follows the same processes as carbon measurement. It measures impacts and, cert and has certified projects in 13 countries to date, um, endorsed by the UNFCCC and received its Women for Results Award for a biogas project in Nepal. Um, it has been endorsed by Vera, the World Bank, UN Red, Shell Foundation and, and many others. And if I could just add a little bit more uh, you know, about this. So a key component of the W plus standard that makes it different than almost all the carbon standards is the benefit sharing requirement. And so at least 20% of the revenues from the sale of W plus credits 
which are generated from a certified project. These must be granted to local women's groups who can use those funds for their own self-determined climate adaptation activities. So the hope of WOCON is that the W plus standard can shift financial flows towards land use models that are more equitable and inclusive by recognizing and rewarding women's critical contributions to this and by incentivizing integrated landscape projects that support mitigation and adaptation activities that significantly contribute to women's empowerment. And here we're not talking about just measuring numbers of women engaged in things. We are actually looking at the impact of doing so. And I would like to argue that this topic must be elevated on the global stage, such as the GLF, because although women are key to the solutions to sustainable landscape efforts, particularly those involving agroforestry like Hannah's doing, and agriculture, and protecting and restoring ecosystems, women receive only a tiny proportion of climate-related finance and development assistance. And the chronic underfunding of women's organizations and women's environmental activities presents a significant opportunity where financing can be redirected to have a much greater impact than it currently does. So using this results-based financing and market-based approach, our objective at WOCON is to tap into climate mitigation finance and carbon markets to provide capital for local women's organizations and enterprises with revenue and technical assistance to support their mitigation and adaptation initiatives, while also providing investors with financial and social returns on their investments. So therefore, and here's to sum it up, this is the solution for integrating gender and climate finance to support both gender equality and climate results, including those related to green supply chains, climate smart agriculture, voluntary carbon markets, outcome-linked funds and bonds, et cetera, et cetera. I'll stop there. Thank you so much, Janet. Uh, over to you, Hannah. Would you please tell us a little bit about ERA, Brazil's pollen program? Yes, for sure. It's such an honor to be here with um, you, Ida, and Janet. So everything that Janet said, I try and put in practice. <laughs> So ERA is a uh, female-led, female-founded boutique carbon project developer. We are based in Brazil, and we have our pioneering work in the Cerrado biome, which is known as one of the most biodiverse grasslands in the world. And the Cerrado is severely threatened. We've already lost 50% of this massive biome. It's the second largest biome in Brazil after the Amazon to commercial agriculture. And that has a series of impacts, right, on the smallholder communities. It has impacts on the water. It has impacts on the animals in the fauna. And it has impacts on the entire ecosystem, right? So the Sahado is home to many watersheds and, that, and rivers that flow towards the Amazon. So it's this massively important biome. It has a lot of uh, medicinal properties in the plants, and it's very unique biome and we're losing it. And this is affecting uh, the, the culture as well. So as we go into this monocropping system, you get a monoculture, right? So uh, what ERA is doing is we're trying to pay farmers through the carbon markets to keep their surplus forests standing. So we use the red plus approach uh, and we use VERA, which is the voluntary carbon markets leading uh, standard to develop carbon credit projects. 
And what we do is we get into partnerships with these farmers and we conserve their forests for, the, for 30 years. And we do that by monitoring carbon stocks, making sure the farmer doesn't deforest and expand his soy or his cattle production into these surplus forests. And what happens is when you do carbon projects, you need to share the benefits with the smallholder farmers. So we call it the Robin Hood approach. So you take from the large landholders, which are normally very rich agribusiness companies, and we distribute part of the carbon funds to the smallholding communities around these large farms. And these smallholding communities are typically subsistence agricultural based. There's not a lot of opportunity, not a lot of access to resources, not a lot of access to technical assistance, and not a lot of access to inputs. So what ERA does is we support these communities by building resilience, by educating them, and by actually financing agroforestry systems, because agroforestry systems, in our view, is a key to uh, many of the world's problems, because uh, it's a mitigation and an adaptation solution, right? You're helping farmers uh, create a food supply create income streams, and you're supporting these communities to really lift them out of uh, poverty situations and, and actually put food on the table. Um, not to mention the climate benefits, right? As you transform a degraded area into a food forest that's producing 12, 15, 20 different types of species of food in, in one area, um, imagine the climate benefits. You're, you're taking CO2 out of the atmosphere and you're storing it in the, in the biomass and in the in the soil. So ERA is um, building this program. We've been two years in it, and we have been conserving 17,000 hectares of cerrado. It's a grouped program, meaning that we are scaling the program programmatically so we can scale in and, and bring in new farmers as, as we uh, um, scale our efforts and our, and our marketing. And, and convincing them is not easy, right? Because soy farming is such a traditional um, means of, of economic source, right? So the, the farmers don't see the forest as a, a money-making machine. They see the forest as, oh, that darn forest, I, if, I, if I could only have a soy uh, field there, it would give me more money. So they're very economically based. I mean, as all humans are, right? They're businessmen. So if you can make that farmer see value and see economic value in his forest, then there's more likely uh, he, he will conserve that, right? And then it diversifies also uh, their revenue streams. Um, so the farmer has his soy field, he has his cattle, he has his forests, and he then has this diversified revenue streams. And as we go into climate chaos, it's, you know, diversification uh, means resilience. So the pollen program is basically our co-benefits program where we get carbon revenues and we implement agroforestry systems. So we started with a learning hub and a learning hub is basically an agroforestry plot where we give courses, bring students to this plot to learn how to interact with agroforestry systems, plant, manage, harvest, process the, uh, the species that we're planting. So we just harvested our first turmeric, uh, you know, that orange powder that you put in, in spices and it's very uh, high in antioxidants. Uh, so we just harvest, harvested our first turmeric, and we we have now developed two learning hubs. We've impacted over 300 um, uh, students and 300 youth who are participating in these in these courses. 
the next generation of farmers, right? So it's very important because typically these farmers didn't have access to agroforestry. They had no idea what it was. So we came into this school, this family agriculture school, and we offered this new type of curriculum for these students, a curriculum based on regenerative agriculture, regenerative practices, and their eyes just lit up when they learned about agroforestry. And what we did now is we actually train a group of these youngsters who are, you know, between 16 and 18 years old. And we train them on agroforestry. And the ones who are most interested, we actually go back to their family's farm and we implement their own agroforestry system for them to keep practicing and keep training. And we actually hired one of the girls uh, uh, who participated in our program. So the the uh, this girl uh, was this bright shining star in our program and she she said i really want to work for air and we said great if we want to scale our efforts we need to focus on education because if no one knows how to plant agroforestry in the community how am i going to scale agroforestry so the first step is really creating the this learning uh, foundation and so you can build the capacity and then from there you can scale programs uh, organically once you have the knowledge aspect in. So, so yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit about our work, but I could go on for hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, both of you, for such a strong introduction. And I'll move over to Janet. Maybe you could tell us more about Wokan and the W plus standard. So how do these uh, work together? And what really, why did we, why did Wokan design a standard at the end of the day? It will be very interesting to know. Thanks, Ida. And I think I've already described, I think both Hannah and I have given very long introductions. Um, so we probably need to move uh, more more directly into, into the script. Um, we, we designed a standard um, based on, you know, Wokan is almost 20 years old and we have, a, we, for 20 years, we have been, we have an experience of building capacities for gender mainstream or integration within landscape related sector organizations. And what we've realized and realized maybe seven years ago was this is maybe necessary, but not sufficient to get the kind of desired results we're all looking for. I think there's a lot of evidence now that points to the fact that gender mainstreaming alone cannot get us where we need to go. And so we thought maybe we need to incentivize these kind of landscape oriented organizations and projects um, in order to increase their attention to and, and, and provide funding for activities for gender and women's empowerment. And primarily for WOCON, the, the reason we're doing this is because we are seeking ways to provide revenue, new forms of capital and grants to women's organizations, women's organizations at all level, not only the grassroots level, but all the way up the supply chain to women led enterprises like Hannah's. Um, and we, we argue they really must be included if we were to reach climate goals. And right now we are nowhere close to that situation. So in about 2013, 2014, we were learning about carbon measurement and very much inspired by carbon markets uh, as a rigorous way to, to monetize environmental impacts and channel capital to environmental projects. And we had this wild idea, could we do the same for women's empowerment? So I'll stop there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, moving over to you, Hannah. So could you tell us about the gender, the gender core benefits of the ERA program? For sure. So like I said, we've impacted all of these youth and um, this next generation of farmers, right? And 
every one of our actions, um, 50, at least 50% are women. So we have a, a policy within ERA that all of our courses and all of our technical assistance and all of our actions, 50% are women. So as I started learning about the W plus standard and learning that, you know, it brings this additional level of, of metrics and procedures to actually quantify how you've impacted a woman's life and how that metrics can then translate into units that can then be sold along with the carbon credits. A, a light bulb just went off in my head. I said, well, that's amazing. Finally, something that brings value to the actions, the social actions and the women's empowerment actions that we're doing. So for me, it was a no brainer to add and incorporate the W plus standard into our uh, processes and our project development uh, activities. So how are we impacting women? We impact women through three of the six domains that W plus um, offers, which is knowledge and education. So it, for, like I said, we build the foundation, we impact women and improve their knowledge and education within agroforestry and processing foods and, and really being a regenerative farmer. Then comes the second one, which is income generation. So once the agroforestry system has been implanted on the farmers on her on her farm, then she can then start um, harvesting foods and selling them into the market, or harvesting foods and eating eating them within her own family system. So then she needs to pay less in the market. So her income is being increased. And third is the leadership domain, and the leadership domain is very beautiful because it's sort of it, it's this longer journey that we see this woman go on, right? So we accompany her throughout this journey. So first starting with courses, then starting with, you know, helping her process and helping her commercialize her products. And as she goes through this process, she becomes more empowered. So she becomes more of a leader within the family system and within her community. And then we apply the, the leadership questionnaires to really see how this transformation has affected her um, and how she feels as a leader. So that's sort of a bit about uh, how we're applying the, the W plus um, standard in our project. And we will be the first carbon project developer to issue carbon credits with the W plus certification um, attached or labeled to the, to the carbon credit. So that will allow me to sell my carbon credit for more money and to make it a, a premium carbon credit. So it's different than the neighbor next door who's selling you know, his Amazon credits um, my credit is going to be slightly different and I want aligned buyers who value women's empowerment and value climate mitigation and adaptation, all this bundled work that I'm doing so that the carbon price that I'm receiving is, you know, 50% more than what, what the market is. So that's why I'm really doing it. Yeah, I can see actually the glow in Janet's face already. So Janet, over to you. So what does this, the way it's being applied in Brazil, what does it mean to you? <laughs> so I'm thrilled that the glow is coming across the Zoom camera. That's wonderful. I mean, for us, Hannah is, the, I call her the, the, the poster girl. I mean, she is the um, ideal for us of what we would love to see. And as she mentioned, she's the first one that's doing the carbon measurement that's linked to W plus um, certification. And she's a woman owned company. Um, and Hannah herself, as she tells you more about her background, um, it just makes her an ideal, ideal project for be the first ones. And, you know, the fact that it's in a part of Brazil where forests are under pressure, um, 
she's able to also articulate the importance of leadership, which I think is surprising to us. It's one of the six domains, as Hannah had mentioned. So far, no one has used it. Um, and I think for us, this has maybe been a bit disappointing. I mean, leadership underlies, as Hannah indicated, so many other activities and true aspects of true empowerment and gender equality. So I think, um, you know, as you see, Hannah has understood the, the whole catalytic value of adding training on women's leadership that can lead to building women's skills and confidence to play larger roles in the regeneration of the Serrano biome and to make progress towards gender equality. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, Anna, do you want to add anything on that? Yeah, for me, it's just such an honor to work with Jeanette because we both kind of vibrate at the same frequency with our, our love for women's empowerment. So um, yeah, we're on this journey. I think we're, we're doing it. We're the first ones to do leadership and it's going to be exciting. And we're working together with Jeanette's team who have been wonderful. Um, they came to Brazil. They did this whole capacity building with us, helping us write the documentation, applying the gender analysis applying the baseline questionnaires and the it's just been this really amazing process and also for my team i mean we've been learning about gender um equality and we've been doing internal sessions with our employees so we're 14 um 80 of us are women so we're a women-led team and we've also been doing some internal sessions about gender and it's been amazing the transformation and the discussion that we're having so one one hour a week we meet to discuss about gender and it's just been really really an amazing process for myself personally for my colleagues my employees and then for the women who are working with so it's yeah I'm, i get uh, goosebumps just uh, talking about it it's very exciting i think the goosebumps are being felt all over these this currently yeah so i think it will be better for us if janet could just go on and summarize like in three sentences what is the w plus standard yeah before I do that, you see, Hannah, for us, this this is what we are trying to achieve. Um, even women-led projects don't necessarily understand the gender-related impacts of what they're doing and how they can do it. And so what Hannah didn't mention, Hannah herself is a carbon, comes out of the carbon markets and the carbon world and has understood for many, many years how to measure carbon. We find that's pretty rare. Um, we ourselves are trying to look for other and, and Hannah wants to help us as well, build a network of these kind of women-led companies that are measuring carbon. There could be so many more. This is an immense opportunity for women's enterprises as well as organizations to get engaged, not feel um, terrified by a carbon market or carbon measurement. And so bringing both the carbon world together with the sort of gender equality world is rather unique. And right now it's a it's a rather narrow space, but we're trying to enlarge that. So I think just to, to get to your three sentences point, I do have three sentences actually. <laughs> um, I'll say the W plus standard, it's a certification framework that provides metrics and procedures to quantify, verify, and monetize women's empowerment results within projects and supply chains. It provides a practical approach to sustainable landscape project teams that can use it to support women farmers, women's groups, and women-led enterprises to generate carbon and gender credits. It provides a way to provide direct payments to women as well as to the project developers like Hannah. And lastly, 
It enables a way for investors and for companies to confidently support their claims for women's empowerment, SDG 5 goals, and the S of ESG through the purchase of W plus credits or W plus certified carbon credits. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you, Janet. And over to you, Hannah, any last uh, summaries that you want to share with us? Yeah, I would just like to kind of touch upon one thing that Jeanette said, which is uh, inspiring women to take a chance and try and be an entrepreneur, you know, um, and have the confidence to and get a mentor and get people who you like to work with and just go for it. I mean, we have nothing to lose, right? <laughs> We're in this <laughs> climate catastrophe. Um, but I don't like to see it like that. I like to see it as a climate opportunity. And we need women stepping up because we are really here to help solve the climate crisis. I mean, we're female. We, are, we have this female energy, which is linked to Mother Earth, right? She's our mother. So we really have this intuition and we need to tap into that. And we need to bring these messages and bring these activities and bring these these this this power this force that we have within ourselves for change so i'd like to leave everyone with just an ins inspiration of go out there try i mean i came from obviously can I'm, I'm canadian um i was very lucky because i had a, a father and he was an entrepreneur so i grew up in this entrepreneurial uh household and he was in carbon market so he built one of the first carbon projects in africa and the drc and he did many reforestation projects in Canada. And I remember working as a little carbon warrior at the tree planting, his little trees. And it was great. And it was this amazing um, uh, learning that I had and experience that I had. And then I was so inspired by the work that he was doing that I said, I, I want that. And I want to go forward with this mission. So I would just like to pass on um, this message that everyone out there who feels the little itch inside of the little voice inside to just go for it participate in this regeneration movement because we need it we need you and every little tree that's in the ground makes a difference so there's no uh small work it's every it's all amazing work and let's uh the more we work together the further we go so thank you so much i think it was a lovely it was a very lovely session to have both of you i've learned so much a lot and i'm sure also the viewers will have also learned a lot from this session, learning about the W plus standard, learning about the work of ERA, learning about your work, Janet and Hannah as people and all the investment that you're not putting just as work, but as personal, you can be able to see that. And it will be interesting to continue following these conversations. And as well, everybody who has been with us today here, we look forward to you attending our next JLF Live. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks' time as we examine how war and conflict are hampering the battle against climate change. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating or writing us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and reach out to us on social media with the hashtag GLFLive. And for everything you need to know about landscapes, ecosystems, and climate change, check out our website at globallandscapesforum.org. We'll see you on the next one.